You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning and welcome to the Classic Car Show, only on America's Web Radio. And we have a very special show, as we've had now for weeks and weeks. But we have a very distinguished gentleman on with us today. Uh, Beyond Jim Weber and Steve Ronaldo being in the studio, (laughs) we've got Mr. Dennis Carpenter. And everybody, I think, uh, knows of Dennis and his uh, parts, uh, Ford Restoration Parts and Dennis Carpenter. Dennis, uh, welcome to America's Web Radio, and we certainly appreciate you giving giving us time to be with us today. So welcome to America's Web Radio. Well, thank you, and the pleasure is mine. Well, Dennis, uh, it's Jim Weber. I uh, have been looking at your website, and uh, I just had not realized the uh, magnitude of uh, parts that you do now, and of course I knew about the uh, 39 Ford bodies because I'd seen those at the Street Ride Nationals, but I see you're also making Bronco bodies, and the video you have is something that everyone really ought to see because it describes the overall magnitude of your business, and uh, I was hoping you'd probably start by telling us when you started in the business and how it evolved, if you would do that, please. Okay. The business started in 1970 officially. I had bought a 40 Ford convertible, and uh, I needed dash knobs, and I went to a local body shop and told them I needed to some something to make some dash knobs out of and they sent me to a hobby shop in Charlotte anyway I developed the knobs over a period of about two years the reason the knobs are bad Henry Ford as we all know is it was a very conservative man and he made paint and brake fluid and so on and so forth out of the oil that came out of the soybeans and yeah. but anyway he had the yep. stocks and the pods left over and he said he's got to do something with that that's wasteful and he developed the plastic but the plastic he developed it was about 1938 when he developed it <coughs> as close as I can find uh, but anyway say you went in the grocery store or went to church you come back out and your silly knob was laying on the floor mm-hmm. Oh boy! And it broke. It just blew up. So that's the reason forty-four dash knobs, thirty-nine dash knobs did not exist. And so I developed them. I wanted them for my own car. I was giving them to all my friends around here. And uh, first thing, the phone started ringing from New York, California, and I said, "Well, I better look into this." not knowing nothing about a plastic but just being a farm boy engineer (laughs) and determination that I'm going to find out how to make dash knobs 
and I found a guy in Charlotte that he pioneered after he came out of the Second World War in injection molding of plastic. He was the first guy in the area that developed injection molding parts of plastic. Anyway, <coughs> he he just took me under his wing and told me what I needed to do and where to get it. In fact, uh, I had a good job at that time, stock control and purchasing agent at a at a spinning mill that made yarn for sweaters. And uh, he asked me if I had any vacation. I said, yeah, I sure do. And we took a day and flew to Chicago and picked out an injection molding machine. Of course, there's lots of bumps and so forth. And getting to from point A to point B, I guess, because of not knowing what I was doing, but I had the best help in me. But that's where it all, how it all started. And then I needed rubber parts. I bought a trunk weather strip for my car from a firm up in the Chicago area, which we have probably all heard of, J.C. Whitney. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I got ready to install that silly thing. And the, I stretched it out and it was all cracked. I said, I can't put that on my car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I went to this place in Charlotte that's supposed to make flat rubber stuff, and they did. I told them I needed some trunk weather strip for my 44. Could he help me out? And I had a little sample with me. He said, no, we can't make it. And, but anyway, he said, I'll give you a name of a firm that can make it up by Chicago. So I sent it to him. They they said they could make it, but the catch of it was I had to buy 2,500 feet, and I only made it 16 feet. <laughs> Jeepers. So <clears throat> I went ahead and bought it. I'd made a few phone calls to my 44 friends, and they said they'd buy one. Anyway, in three months, I put an ad in Hemmings. From the time I put the ad, <clears throat> the ad come out, I had sold 2,500 feet. <laughs> and that's that's where it really started rolling. Oh boy, Dennis, uh, I doubt. Well, some of the folks that are listening would appreciate what you said about the injection molding. I I'm old enough that I went through it with a couple of um, accounts clients that I had, and you know it was it was a royal pain to make, no matter what the size or. And the more complicated a part you wanted, you know, you make one little mistake and then you start all over again making a new mold and then it, and it just, oh, it could be extremely costly. Did you ever imagine back in 1970 when you went through that process that today you could have somebody sitting at a computer and 10 or 15, 20 minutes later you could have that part? Right. Yeah, that's just amazing. Well, yes, it is. So you you really evolved then from from making dash knobs injection molding wise, and and I see you do extruded metal too. Uh, uh, you, you've got we've stamped metal. Okay. We rubber you extrude. All right. Uh, we extrude and and compression mold. Okay. They're real large in rubber. 
and that that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. And then you also make uh, trim items, side trim and things like yes. that. And that's roll. I don't know if you're familiar with the process. That's roll, roll forming. Okay. It's you. You are moving metal, making these particular shapes. It's it's a quite a very interesting <laughs> to get it perfected. Mm-hmm. But again, I had help from a man in, in Detroit that built the rollers to roll your your shape. Right. You, you send a piece of flat steel in a coil through a series of rollers, and then you come out with that shape of part. Uh, the, ad, the average uh, part, probably you have to have from 8 to 12 sets of rolls to get to the particular shape you want. Mm-hmm. And that's for like scuff plates and body side molding? Yeah, side molding, yes. yeah. yeah. yeah well, yeah. the first step, you, you on the scuff plates, you emboss. You send that material being aluminum through these rolls, and the first step is emboss it. You've got a ma- uh, male and a female big roll, and you ro- and, uh it embosses the aluminum. It's it's unreal. It's it's really a process that's fun to watch it do its thing. You know, make mm-hmm. a part, beautiful part, absolutely beautiful. Uh, and you just about go ahead. Well, no, I, I I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But you do all this in in uh, Concord, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. For a, a mile and a half. North of uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway, mm-hmm. easy to find. Uh, five minutes off Interstate. Well, it depends on if it's race day or auto fair day. Five minutes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you get one race is going on. You have to find out when the race is going to start. When it's going to about what time you think it's going to start, because otherwise you're, you're set. You're boxed up for about two, two, two and a half hours. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, this is Steve. I, I, uh, do you guys? I've been up to your place several times with AACA. Do you have public tours? Do you, do you have a, a a a showroom and a place people can go and sort of see what you're doing up there at your place on on Forty Nine? Yeah, we have a small um, showroom. And we're open, you know, from 8 to 5. Uh, and we're also open uh, <coughs> on Saturdays. We're open 9 to 12. But uh, we we do give tours uh, through our factory. And also we got a little museum, too. And it's a no-charge museum. It's just for people that enjoy old car. Stuff. I like anything with two wheels and a motor on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. that yeah, that's that's another uh, business of yours. Is the Cushman? Yes. Oh, I didn't. I didn't yeah. yeah, he, did, oh, yeah. He, he does Cushman's. Yeah. yeah. T- uh, tell us about the that. Cushman Eagle and Cushman Double Eagle. Yep. When I was growing up. Yep. Sil- Silver Eagle. Silver Eagle. 
you had an eagle and a silver eagle. The silver eagle was the, a step up. It, well, it had a bigger it had a bigger engine and everything than the standard eagle. Why why but, do you think the why do you think the they weren't motorcycles they were scooters of sorts but they were right. I, I think they'd do what about sixty sixty five something like that. Well, that's pushing the average fifty fifty five. You can get sixty five out of them downhill I remember Cushman stayed in even after their scooters went out they stayed in uh, the uh, golf cart business and right. uh, and the small small uh, but why do you think the scooters went the way of the dodo birds <laughs> why yeah. Ask that question. I didn't get it all. Why? Why do you think uh, the Cushman uh, scooters? You know, I would still think they would be popular even more so today. Well, first thing that happened, you know, we went into a re- fifty-seven, fifty-eight, fifty-nine was pretty much their heyday. What Honda actually put them out of business? They come out with a. Uh, three-speed transmission. They come out with bigger wheels, and these the people at uh, Cushman. You know, originally I'm jumping around here. Cushman originally they made motors, and the reason they got involved in scooters is because they're trying to sell more. What can we do to sell more motors? Well, build a scooter. And that started in 1936, and they they stopped building scooters in '66. The market just went south. I can. You know, re- it was a it was a good, well built machine. And oh, yeah, yeah. They they were. They well, you still see them, especially at AACA meets. There's a lot of Cushman scooters. Yeah. And that that motor on on the Silver Eagle, you can run that thing wide open all day long and not hurt it. It's well well built. And and you supply parts, all the parts for anyone that has a Cushman. We are. I won't say we supply all the parts. We supply the the main parts that we feel they need. <clears throat> We actually make them there in Charlotte, most of it. And uh, just a point of interest, anybody that knows the Cushman, they had a body on them uh, around the cover that the engine and stuff. This is the earlier ones. Right. And uh, <clears throat> we make them there in, in Charlotte. We've got the original fender dies for the Cushman. The factory was is very was very helpful. They're out of business now. Yeah, Dennis, i got to interrupt. We're up against a hard break. We, we take a break at 15, 30, and a quarter of, so we'll be back with you right after this message. Okay. Like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, 
But many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're glad to have you listening. We have a very special guest on Mr. Dennis Carpenter from Carpenter Ford Restoration Arts. You know, Dennis, I was just thinking as you were talking and looking for those knobs when you first got into this. You know, I unfortunately, unlike Steve, have not had a classic car other than the ones that I drive as my regular cars, but... When I was a kid uh, and I would go or need a part for my car, we used to have things called wrecking yards. And you'd go out to the wrecking yard to pick up uh, the knob or the this or the that. And uh, basically with with um, your restoration parts or, or your parts, you, you've basically put the wrecking yard uh, out of business to some extent. You yeah. <coughs> I don't think we really hurt them, but we used to go, I've done it, go like a 44, I'd go to the junkyard looking for parts I needed because back then you couldn't, the parts weren't made. Right. And you, that's what you, you took it off wrecked cars. I've, I've stripped cars in yards, restoring my 44 convertible, then you go back. In the car, today you go back, the car is gone. The reason it's gone, somebody restored it. Yes. Yeah, it's gone, yeah, it's hard. But but up where you are, when Benny was alive, you could always call Benny. He had all the parts you needed, too, for a 40 Ford. Right. (laughs) Uh, The 40 Ford body that you're making was really, really groundbreaking in this hobby. Uh, right. To have a a full forty Ford uh, coupe, and and uh, uh, well, how did that come about? I know a couple guys here in Atlanta who who have used them. Uh, and how long did it take? And what did you what did you use to? And gosh, that's that's such a huge, complicated project to do that. Right. Right. Well, uh, a guy in Taiwan was very interested in doing it. He was the important key. He just had in his mind he wanted to build a car body. And the partner, he had a partner, but it didn't work out. 
and they come to me and ask me if I'd take it over, which we did. But that's that's how it come to play. But it, it took years to develop it. Yeah, five or six years to develop it. Yeah, and and I if. Do you guys step? I remember the hard part. Somebody told me they talked to your guys about it. Was was the hood? There was something weird about the hood that was really difficult to make for that that coupe body, and that was the big holdup in finishing. And now I understand you do have the 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 hood for a forty Ford. No, the hood has not been finished. Oh, it's, it's not. It has not been. In fact. <clears throat> it's been it's been on hold because they they're doing they jumped off that they're working on Bronco stuff right now. Yeah. See the Bronco stuff again is doing we're doing like the forty yeah forty Ford. You know it's they stamp it out there. We bring it in our warehouse and then we ship it to this place in Florida to assemble the forty Ford coupes. Yeah, but you still don't have the hood available. I, I know guys were talking. No, They're hard to find, those things. I, I know. I'd say it's coming when uh, they won't even look at it until we finish this, get the Bronco body perfected. Because we don't want to put a bad product on the market. We want to make sure it's grade A plus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... I do you, do you see with your well, again? I'm just going to use the 44. Do you see more uh, restoration guys looking for rest, restored cars or more street rod stuff using that 44 body? Uh, probably the street riders. S- street rod guys. Yes. Do you, will you build it? Say I I wanted to use that TCI frame. Would would will you? Will your do you if I called you up and said, look, I'm going to use a TCI frame, a, a, a 350 crate motor, 700 R4 transmission, four nine inch rear end. Will your do you, will your body or can come prefab so it just bolts right on that frame, or do I have to fit it? No, you tell the guy you order the frame and he'll fix it. The body will sit right down on it. Okay, cool, beautiful. Yeah, because that sure makes it easy for these I, guys. I think we need uh, we need one here at America's Web Radio as a, as a demonstration model. That, you know, uh, we, would you consider sending us one? You know? Yeah. Well, you got to finish it, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna. Have I, got, to. I got a paintbrush. I got. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you see any other other uh, complete <clears throat> bodies? I know uh, we were on a tour a couple of years ago out to. Speedy Bill's out in Nebraska, and he's got that all steel thirty-two Ford. And I, I don't, you don't do any thirty. You, do you do thirty-two, or how far back do you go? Thirty-two. We start at thirty-two, but we don't. We're not strong in thirty-two. We. <clears throat> I don't know why we're we're st- real strong in uh, forty-four. There, you know, say thirty-five, but. 44 were very strong. Yeah, the full body cars. Yeah. And then we're strong in pickups uh, from 1940 up to 96. 
Do you make the bodies for the F1s at all, or, or just uh, fenders and things like that? Just, just fenders right now. Mm-hmm. I would say in the near future, probably within the next five years, maybe sooner, the, the, the tabs will be available. Beautiful. That's, that's my own feelings and just listening to people. It's You can't get the parts anymore like... Uh, I was talking to a guy this week, 56 Ford pickups. Uh, it's a body all by itself. Uh, it's, it's got a dog, uh, a dog leg in the shape of the door is what we call it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really sought after. Uh, I guess 48 to 52 pickups, the 4041 pickups are strong. Mm-hmm. It just depends on, I guess, what age bracket they're in and everything. Do you guess, do... You know, go ahead. Uh, well, no, I was just going to kind of go a little farther and ask you if you did Mustang bodies or provided... We we don't do them, but they are being made mm-hmm. as we talk. Yeah, they are. That guy in Florida does them, I think. Yes, the same guy in Florida... Well, I don't know. The Mustangs, there's two or three guys doing the Mustang bodies. They, they all come from one source in Taiwan, but there's two or three different people that put them together. Okay. Uh, one being the guy in Ohio that's doing our Bronco. He does the Mustang body. And then there's a firm in California called Dynacorn. Uh, they do it. And I think there may be one other one. I, I'm not positive on that, but I know Dynacorn and, and the guy in uh, Cleveland, Ohio area definitely does. <laughs> and uh, anything we touch, we, you know, it's like the Broncos we're developing right now. We They put together probably six bodies right now just until we get it perfected. Okay. Now, with the Bronco, are you going to offer that, the body and the frame, or is the frame, you have to supply the frame for that body? Well, you, you'll be able to use original frame, mm-hmm. and then there's guys that build frames. In fact, there's a guy here in Charlotte called Fat Man. Yeah, Fat yes, Man. Yeah. Fat Man Fabrications, yeah. Yeah. He... he he will build your frame. You just tell him uh, you want a frame for a Bronco body, and I'm going to put in whatever engine, uh, uh, probably a crate engine, and you have it all set up, whatever you want. Racial. It's ready. You just, all it needs is elbow grease. <laughs> yeah, Dennis, I've, I've got it. For, the, for those that aren't familiar with it that are listening, from start to finish, approximate cost for what? Cost well, for the for the Bronco, what? say. It's. I've never put a pencil to it. It's it's pretty strong. Well, your your Bronco body is is reasonably priced. Isn't it around ten thousand? Uh, less than that. Less. Okay. Yeah. So then you got the engine and transmission and, and the frame and the frame yeah and you know the 
complete chassis. Yeah. Yeah. But Roughly, br- yes. Go ahead. Start to finish, you're talking $100,000 plus. For development, you mean? Well, no, just to, to Oh, to put one together. Yeah. Now, you, if a guy is a, is a, got, he's a type body type guy that can do anything, you know, the labor is the big thing that eats you up. Yes. Yeah, but uh, we can, you can go out and buy the rest of the stuff. When we get this body perfected, which we are very, very close. Uh, Dennis, let's take a break here. We're right against a hard break, so we'll come back with Dennis Carpenter right after this. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren. On Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we do thank you for listening to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. We've got Dennis Carpenter on from Charlotte, North Carolina. Dennis, how did you do in the snow and ice? Well, in Charlotte, we only got about two inches. The ice was the worst part. But uh, hopefully that, that'll, that may be it for the season, right? Well, it might be. We'll see. Yeah. Do you do much with Hornet's Nest region up there? Yeah, I'm very involved. Very, very involved. 
with the auto fair and and uh, this year they're hosting the sentimental tour in Salisbury up the road from you a little bit right yeah we're gonna we'll 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 see them I know Mel pretty well and then Jim Rains who just passed away and and as he says your number one guy Sonny Sane right from <laughs> from from up in that area, but the Hornet's Nest region is very, very active. What do you What do you think of the future of the auto fair? What What do you Where do you think that's going to go? Uh, I think it, it's going to do well because of the location they got. It's got a good name. Um, people, a lot of people come from out of town. Yeah, they sure do. You know that the disappointment is for. Original guys, there's not a lot of original. It's mostly street rods and 50s on up stuff at the auto fair. It's getting harder and harder to find original flea market guys. Yeah, the best. Where you find the real good coverage is a Hershey. You find the old Yes, sir. Stuff. Dennis, with, with your business and the way it's developed, uh, do you do a lot overseas as well or? Or strictly yes, stay in the do. states. We we have thirty dealers in seven foreign countries. Wow. What what is your biggest foreign market then? Sweden. Uh. I quickly I can't give you an intelligent answer because this is a pretty good. Splattering all over. We uh, we ship a lot to Australia, New Zealand. Wow. Uh, uh, it will surprise you. Huh. Sweden is strong. Yeah. But I could not answer quickly which one is the strongest. Where? But uh, it it'll surprise you. Mm-hmm. What what basically? What's your your biggest selling product? Is is it a flathead carburetor or is it a fender for a pickup or what? what what's your specialty that you sell the most of? Probably rubber. Rubber. Probably. Probably. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I'm curious. Uh, are you purely American or do you do any of the English Ford product too? No, we've never got involved, we would if it was needed, you know, if somebody wanted to spearhead it himself and we just make the product. Okay. All right. I, I was just curious about that because I know the Anglia was a big seller over there for many years. Right. I, I didn't know that, but um, no, we and we it, make other uh, we do make well, we make some rubber for Studebakers and Chevrolets. Oh. And then we sell it to a guy, and he markets it. Okay. So when you get Ford rubber and Chevrolet rubber together, you got a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> you do, yeah. It doesn't leak. <laughs> right. That's, that's wow. neat. Uh, but... But outside of that, you, you are strictly Ford. Your 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 business, yeah. Uh, we make we also make tractor parts, Ford tractor parts. Right, I saw that on the website. What yeah. what years are 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 your tractors? What 
from the beginning, which is 39, up into the, uh, like, 64, 62, 64, somewhere in there. Okay. And we'll continue going up as the, as the need is needed. Mm-hmm. Well, when I when I farmed, I had a I had my big tractor was an international, but my little tractor was a Ford diesel, but it was the English Ford. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was in 60, yeah. uh, 64, 63, 64. Yeah. Right. And right. you you couldn't buy. I, I guess they weren't making American made Fords at that point. Tractors. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, were the English ones called Fordsons? No, they were no. called Fordson Ford. was early. Fordson was early. Very early. Yeah. Okay. No, it was, was very early. It was all. It was a Ford diesel small tractor, and, wow. and uh, but it came from England. Yeah. Okay. With with uh, when I was on the national board, one of the things that I enjoyed the most, and one of the big things going on in the hobby, is trying to get more young people in. Uh, do you or an association of, of, of parts vendors and manufacturers? Uh, do anything to try to get more of the young people involved in this hobby? I, I, to me, that's a very critical thing that we need to all look at if we're doing this stuff. Well, I, you know, I think that, you know, all our clubs have, because you go to these meets and you see nothing but gray hair. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, at least gray. <laughs> or, or, in, or in Jim Weber's case, no hair. <laughs> <laughs> but they right. still charge me for a haircut. Right. That one. That one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we. I mean, uh, we don't do anything special for the kids, but you know, we. Uh, at nationally, we encourage encourage it, but and I know I don't know how to. I see the younger kids. There's a great interest for the you know they like the newer cars. Say for example, we like cars, thirties to fifties. I don't know how old you are, but, uh, <laughs> and like my son's generation, uh, he likes cars 60s to the 80s. What? And I see us getting asked for cars, our parts for cars and pickups up into the 90s. Well, that that will sort of uh, that'll sort of turn you upside down when you go from the manual to the electronics, won't it? Yeah, I don't know. We'll just go there and see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If the need if the need asks for it. Yeah. So what but, with uh, with this train of thought? What do you what would you say your demographics are age wise and and uh, even uh, lo- locales, uh, be it. Midwest, uh, the South, and so forth. What, what would you say your demographics are? Man, I, I tell you an answer on that I couldn't give you. But uh, comes to mind 
you know, these TV shows, I think, is generating a younger interest in the hobby. You mean all those velocity things? Yeah, any, all that stuff, you know? Well, that's good. Uh, in, in spite of... Uh the ether that the auctions provide, uh, there are a lot of fun programs that uh, get people interested in cars and restoration. Right. So that, that that's well, good. You know, it's, and I think Facebook, book, and Twitter has helped it. Um, and it's like myself. My dad kept put me interested in cars. You know. Um, of course, I lived in the country, and I we'd drive any place. Didn't have no, you know, you're ten, twelve years old, and uh, you had to haul the the milk to town to the creamery. Yep. You know, we just get in and go. Didn't have no license, and didn't even have a license plate on the car. <laughs> yep. We were in the, you know. Uh, I can relate to that. And see that give me real interest in cars because my dad would let me do that boy I was and and I think like my son his he's got to do things with his children to, to keep the younger uh, generation interested in our hobby yeah yeah that's uh, all three of us here talk about this on just about every show that we do and uh take a kid to a car show yep yeah no that's a that's a good that's a good question i I saw last night your neighbor mr Hendricks, bought acura nsx number one for 1.2 million and you ought to call him up see if he'll come and get you take you for a ride in that thing when he gets it yeah, <laughs> isn't that something? Yeah, uh, yeah. He's yeah. He I, his museum. We went up there for an AACA tour not too long ago, and his stuff in his collection and his all the race car stuff in your area uh, that have yeah. these big tours. It's just amazing to go in there and and, and see the stuff because uh, I knew him from back when I worked for American Honda. Uh, back in the old days, but uh, uh, that was. The, I'm leading up to a question: Do you think, as you are a part supplier, these these high prices that places like Barrett Jackets, Jackson, and Meekum, and all of them, I, you know, a lot of people think that they're doing this hobby a big disservice by saying that you know a Model A Ford goes through there at thirty five thousand dollars for a Model A two door. You get people that are watching this, and they say, "Gee, I, you know, I I can't do that. I I can't afford to play this game." But just sort of as a supplier, what do you think about that stuff? Uh, you know, you hear stories on auctions both ways. The thing they they put a show on on TV. I see they don't show their they're so-so cars on TV. It's all the cream puffs, and then these—it's it's misleading, really, to people that's got a car in in the basement or in the barn or garage, wherever. 
they think their car is worth a lot of money. It's, it's not. True. Uh, Dennis, we've got to take our last break. We're up against the hard break, so we'll be back with you in just a minute right after this. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to the Classic Car Show. We've got Mr. Dennis Carpenter on from Charlotte, North Carolina, talking about parts and Ford parts. Ford, yeah. Uh, Dennis, in the fact that you make the parts, how do you, and and now you're coming out with the Bronco and so forth, how do you feel the public feels about uh, OEMs compared to uh, remanufactured or... You know, and and the hobbyist that wants to be the the purest and all of this. How how do you feel that you fit and and have fit for many years in into the hobby? Well, uh, <clears throat> we can do whatever they want. You know, if there's guys that want the street rods, they still need our rubber and different sheet metal parts. Um, well, you're probably one of the few people that has the capability of duplicating a part and making it to the original specifications, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah. See, we make most of our parts are made that way, and that way it can go either way. Because uh, I noticed on your... That, that great video you have, I think it's like five minutes long, but it, it it showed you actually have cars. I won't call it your own junkyard. You've got your own yard that you keep original cars in that you match the parts that you manufacture up to, correct? Right. We, it, we'd go out and buy a car or pick up whatever it is, 
Uh-huh. We don't have one. We call it, it's in, we call it research and development, and uh, which it is. Right. And when we make a part, no part goes out of the door unless it's tested on a car. And in developing a part, we we especially in windshield rubbers that were made in the fifties, the sixties, weren't engineered real good. We improve them anytime we have an opportunity. And by having a test car out back, we we can do this very easily without running up and down the road. You know. Yeah. Well, I we could go in and make adjustment. Go out and test it. Good. Yeah, especially the windshield. And I know uh, Steve just restored a uh, 56 Thunderbird for his wife, and he ran into a lot of God, issues. God, boy, is that a, that, that, some of that stuff is just horrible. Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you use our door seals? Uh, I didn't know you guys did did, did Thunderbird. Yeah, we we. The Thunderbird guys will tell you the people that are in them real big. Really, our our, our door seals are the best. Our all of our rub, all our rubber is very very good. Oh, you have fact, a, you have a it is on your website the Thunderbird stuff. I'll have to take a look. It should be there. Look under Thunderbird. It should be listed. There's a catalog you can download. Now, I, I have one loaded question for you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, as you're in AACA and I've been in AACA, if a guy had a stock 40 Ford frame, had it all done original, and right. he bought one of your bodies and put it on there, would the AACA judging team be able to tell that it was your body and not a Ford body? They can't tell. You can't tell? No way. No. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm to tell you how far we go. We have we go around finding these bodies and count the spot the wells and where they're at. Really beautiful. Really, I admire you for that. Seriously, <laughs> that's that is incredible to do that. So, do you really the judging team? The judging team would never know. No, no. Uh, if the guy. We put it together. Honestly, you can you can lay the parts out there, and you have to know what to really look for because maybe there's a, a weak place. We might have strengthened it with the use thicker metal, but see, nobody knows it. But visually, you couldn't tell. I'll say you'd have to be a good one. Because <laughs> uh, we made we made it exact. That satisfies the restorers, and that satisfies the street riders. Yeah, I I commend you for that because that's that's a very difficult thing to do, and I think it's incredible that you do that. Mm-hmm. And I'll go back to your research and development yard, as we call it, where you you keep the cars to test your products. Uh, Steve and I find, you know, in a lot of stuff that's coming into this country, it doesn't fit. It doesn't work. But uh, I, I really think what you're doing is wonderful. Well, that's just like right now. We're, we're, 
we're testing the Bronco bodies, and until they're they're right, they ain't going on on the market for sale. Good for you. Good for you. Do you do you find that even though we had the assembly lines back in the fifties and sixties, there seemed to still be some. It, it every car was not necessarily the same, even though it would come off the same assembly line. Do you find right. that there's a quarter inch or an eighth of an inch or whatever that can be different, and and does that drive you crazy at times? Uh. At times, it, it can be a little bit of a problem, but we always work through it. Well, and I think a lot of that is the fact that the tooling starts to wear out and you, you your tolerances change or your, your stack-up tolerances when you put two or three components together. Right. Yeah, but when you're doing limited production like you are, uh, I imagine you're able to maintain <laughs> tolerances much tighter Yes. Yeah, and modern yes. stuff, of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. New machining and tooling is a zillion times better. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, but I guess what I was getting at, if I, if I had something that I was restoring and I needed a particular part, it could be that, that my car is, from the original part that should fit, might be just a little bit off. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. And the, and the holes didn't just... Didn't quite match up. That, that, that's why they make files, rat tail files, <laughs> and drills, and, and drills saws, and, and stuff. <laughs> but I've been told my parts are a little off. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> by a lot of people. I, that, I would drink to that. <laughs> oh, gee. Well, Dennis, um, is there anything special you'd like to tell us as to any special projects you've got going on or things coming out besides your Bronco program? That's the big boy right now. Okay. Um, that's we're all. That's where our eyes are all on that getting it ready to market. Yeah. yeah. How are you, uh, are you close? Very, very close. Good. <coughs> but it's it's got to be right or not at all. And that we're really concentrating on getting that finished shortly. We want it. We'd like to finish it and have it on the market by April. Wow! <laughs> well, I'll bet you got a stack of orders too for that. Yeah, we got we got good. I think I've heard we got thirty. I know we got thirty plus. Wow, uh, Dennis, I, I uh, would you keep us posted, and I, I want to say too. I want to thank Judy for being. So helpful in, in getting you to uh, come on today. But uh, would you keep us posted on when it's coming out? And maybe we could have you back on, uh, like with an introductory of the of the uh, Ford Bronco. Okay. Excellent. Are you going to Philadelphia to the convention? No, I'm not. I'd like to go, but I've got too many things going. Yeah, because the Broncos is one of them. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> I know I see I see Sonny up there all the time in your in your booth next to Hornet's Nest. Yeah, uh, they aren't going to take the display this year. Oh, good for but uh, probably come back next year. I don't. We haven't decided yet. But anytime you're all in our area. Please stop by. 
get a hold of Judy and you know any, any people listening would like to come by and get a tour of how we make Ford parts uh, they're welcome well, we, I think we ought to just make a special trip up uh, one of these days. When it's not snowing or there's no ice or nothing right. going at the speedway. And, and again, well, if you can find Charlotte Motor Speedway, you can find Dennis Carpenter, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Dennis, once yeah. again, I want to I want to thank you for this morning and the time <laughs> you've given us to be on the Classic Car Show. It's been an absolute delight. Uh, I do hope that you will tell Judy to keep us posted on how the Bronco comes along so we can have you back on. We'll do that. Thank you, Dennis. Thanks, Dennis. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. you Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You're listening to America's Web Radio, the classic car show. Dennis Carpenter has been our guest this morning, and I think this was a lot of fun. We'll be back with more after these words. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.